Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Marketing Podcast, your source for all things marketing. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I had a guest on in the past, and I liked him so much I had to bring him right on back. Uh, so today's return guest is Duff Ferguson, and he is the partner and founder over at Amplitude Digital. Uh, Duff, welcome back to the show. Hey, Adam, it's great to be back. Oh, man. So, uh, the tour is on. It's awesome. Um, I've been, it's been uh, great catching up with all my old podcast pals, and uh, I'm excited to get into today's topic. So um, marketing tech stack. Um, so we'll talk about things like analytics, automation, all that good stuff. Um, lots of people listening right now, hot topics you, ha- you propose. Um, but before we get into that, I don't want to assume all our new listeners caught the first episode. Uh, so let's just get into what you're doing over at Amplitude Digital. Tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Yeah, you bet. Well, for those who haven't heard of us, we're a what's called a search marketing agency. We're in Los Angeles. We've been for the last 15 years. Basically, what we do is we kind of provide momentum in traffic and sales for e-commerce, mostly consumer packaged goods, food and beverage, consumer goods and fashion. So think like things like protein bars, clothing, uh, uh, various kinds of consumer goods, and uh, you know, things that people buy and consume over the net and uh, do through some of the marketing um, uh, tools that we've talked about that we'll be talking about and, today. And uh, just to be clear, if, if everybody didn't catch that, they've been doing this for over 15 years, over 16 now, I think. So that makes you a founder right. in that space, um, meaning that like a lot has changed in that last 15 years. Are you kidding me? It's not. Uh, so I, I just wanted to make sure that uh, everybody heard that part. So uh, we got we got the real deal on the line today in terms of marketing, what we're talking about. Um, so Duff, let's just uh, let's just jump right in. So uh, marketing tech stack. Um, where do you want to begin? Yeah, well, you're kind of blowing my mind here. So I'm thinking back to what it was like when I first started. You're aging, I'm aging out here. <laughs> did you hold on, Duff? Did you well, have to? Did you have to call Google directly to get the to get keywords? Because 15 years ago, I think you still had to pick up the phone. Yeah, you had to go up there with your library card and and show it to them and check out the stuff. <laughs> True story. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's changed a bit, but you know, well. Basically, what we've observed is, you know, there's all these companies and they're basically selling online. And for those that aren't on or maybe on Amazon but want to sell directly through their own websites, they're just using a pretty typical set of, of tools in all these different categories that we end up using for them because they have them as part of their stack. But the, like the central piece where everything begins is usually what is your e-commerce system that you're using to power your website? And uh, WooCommerce is really popular for a while. Because um, so many websites start off on uh, WordPress had these great content management systems, but I'd say number one, and again, I don't get paid for any of these endorsements. It's just what I see more and more being used is Shopify. It's a really excellent base system for running your store. It can handle quite a lot of, of products, and it's just beautifully laid out as from an administrative standpoint and from an SEO standpoint. And it's just a very familiar thing. If you surf around the web and buy stuff, you probably most of the time are using Shopify websites. So when you go through checkout and it just feels right, and that's really important in e-commerce, just just shuttling that person right through the system to purchase with making it feel right and not wonky or strange in any way. But a few others that people use um, that we see, of course, is Magento is a big one. It's usually used for really big catalog sites, Mm -hmm. really, really huge ones, tons and tons, and it's very customizable. 
whereas Shopify is more like you're in our system, you have to do it our way. Um, so that's you know kind of where I was. I mean, big commerce is another one I was thinking of. That's not as common. Uh, WooCommerce, though, I really would stay away from now pretty much at this point. Uh, it's just not, first of all, it's open source, so there's a lot of updating to stay in, in tune with, with uh, security. But it's, uh, it all just really wonky, it's slow. Uh, so I generally recommend staying away from that and moving away from it if you already got it. So then what is, uh, um, the question is, oh, go ahead. So uh, let's, um, let's take it a step further. So we have, let's mm -hmm. just say, in, in theory, they have, um, they have their Shopify or maybe even their uh, – actually, let's stay on that one a little bit longer. So um, like pros and cons of, of setting up your own store or, uh, or going through Amazon, or is it an and? Is it, is it not an or? Is it an and like you need to do both? <laughs> this is probably an and for now. The, the interesting yeah. thing is just people suffering a lot of pain with Amazon – because it really is their system, and they control it, and you're kind of there as a guest. Have the data. Really the data. Good. It's like people buy our books all day long, and I don't know who any of these people are, so I can't it's put them on my um, – I shouldn't say these people. All the people listening, thank you so much. <laughs> I love all of you. I don't mean it like that, but I don't know who you are, so go to our website and sign up for the for the uh, <laughs> the newsletter, or else I won't – I'll never know who you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. The um, There's definitely a need to – um, just make sure you're getting the most out of these systems. Mm -hmm. And uh, the problem is that with Amazon and, and uh, your own, it, Amazon is kind of competing against you at all times, even if it's going to take your money to put your stuff on the mm -hmm. system. So you, the support is, is hard to get through to. The products go up and down, you don't realize, but it is, it is the big kahuna out there. It's just for everyone, if you're really intending to be in business in the next five years, you've got to figure out a way to maintain your own presence, your own connection with your customers, in addition to whatever you might get from Amazon. People love shopping on Amazon. I do myself. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like I said, it's like a thing with a checkout. Oh, it's, an it's, really it's an and. It's an and, like you pretty yeah, much have and. to do both. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah. So now nice. let's say you have that. Let's say I just I had to get that one out there for you. And so let's say you have that. What's your <laughs> next, What's our next step? Well, I think you want to start thinking about uh, monitoring the traffic that's coming through the website and seeing what people are doing. There's a couple of different sort of silos there. One is just plain old analytics, where you, you know, can attribute the, the traffic to something and see what happened to it and say, okay, all these sales are coming through Twitter. And you know, Google Analytics is actually still very, very good and for the most part free. There's a Google Data Studio also allows you to kind of display if, you're, if you've got some tech chops or someone who knows how to do it. Excellent for setting up dashboards and things that show your KPIs. Like, where's my traffic? What's my cost per acquisition? And uh, there's a great system we found, too, that combines a lot of the data you might get out of your performance into one view. So if you're running Facebook and Amazon, all of a sudden, is, uh, it's called Report Garden. And it just allows you to set up a dashboard that runs and uh, is sort of an excellent system. Does that also but you might also social media? I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you oh, can wow. uh, anything from just the stats that you're, you're getting. So user stats, is, in addition, if you're doing advertising, you can look at that as well. We usually yeah. set up dashboards for people, you know, their websites, what is the traffic there, each one of their ad platforms, and then how do all of them combine? Because you might have somebody who looks at your social media and then goes to your website and buys your book, but you want to know that they first came from social media. And now, and now you can see the real reason I brought you back, so I can learn from you, Duff. <laughs> well, the learning goes both ways, my friend. Indeed. That's awesome, and I feel like analytics and all these other things, like they're um, 
they're they're I mean you need it. It's not it's not you you because you, you, you have to know where to spend, where to allocate your dollars. You need to know where what your return is on it. I mean things have gotten so advanced so fast. It's not anymore just how many clicks. You really need something that tracks everything. So um, let's talk a little bit more about the analytics side and the importance of that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just really important to know what kind of traffic you're doing because it, you can have a flood of traffic that you're paying for on the front end that just doesn't do anything on the back end. And it could be everything from just friction in your checkout product to the wrong stuff they're seeing when they arrive, the wrong kind of connection between the ad they might have hit and what they see when they arrive. Like, well, this isn't what I expected. Um, you just want to make that experience as smooth as possible. Um, so one of the things that we like to do is kind of sneaky, but it's again, there's nothing unethical about it. It's just what I like what sneaky stuff. Tell me, do. sneaky is good. Well, <laughs> is uh, things like heat mapping software. Uh, there's a few providers that one is Lucky Orange, Crazy Egg is another. HubSpot. For those that don't know what, I don't want to assume everybody listening knows what yeah. heat mapping is. So let let's go into like just, just briefly explain it, please. Oh yes, it's very sneaky. So basically, it's just it's a little pixel that goes on the website, doesn't slow it down. And you can pay by the month for these, these systems. It's usually 50, 100 bucks a month or something, depending upon your traffic. And it just watches everything that comes through and literally records every session. Mm -hmm. So say person number A came in through this page, and you can watch their cursor moving around. You can see what they clicked on, see what they kind of paused over, where the, the page is scrolling. It's like a video recording of the mm -hmm. site playing in front of you. And that information can be aggregated. So you could say, all right, it looks like everybody's getting stuck on this page. Let's watch people on this page and say, oh, they can't find the check button. It's hidden down here. Like, of course, they, they're looking, they're clicking, they can't find it. So it's really valuable as you can see. And if there's a particular issue, you can send it right over to your technology people. Say, here's specifically what the, here's the recording. Here's what they're doing. Move the button. Um, really powerful stuff. And it stuff. changes right after. I love, I love that you bring this up. And for everybody listening that hasn't done this, um, just so you know, like I did this on one of my previous sites, and you just remind me to mm -hmm. do it for this one. And it literally, like, immediately changed our revenue for the entire site. And I was like, it was, it was stupid button. Sorry. Like I was like, are you kidding me? Because you saw them scrolling up and down and up and down. It was just like an unusual pattern. And I'm like, why would they be? And I'm like, they can't find the button. Get out of here. So we needed to like, we, we, we basically added a second button and it changed everything. Like the conversions on it. It was like, it was, I think it was some like, um, it was something that was, was years ago, but I remember it now that you say that. Dang it, I need a new, I need to do that too. I'm taking notes here, Duff, of what I need my to-do list. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um, that you know, one other thing I mentioned that's kind of related to that is site speed, which mm -hmm. may not be an issue for you, but if you're selling anything that if you have like 20 or 20, 30 products, your site speed is going to start to factor in how well you show up in Google and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And of course, it affects your the slower your website is, the more people just say, "Oh, I'm going to go somewhere else for mm -hmm. my stuff." I go to Amazon. Uh, so there's a uh, actually a free system that's called GT Metrics with an X at the end. And you just put in your URL and it, it runs a very sophisticated report of all the different elements that are loading on your page as it loads. It kind of gives you, you can test from different servers and different locations, different geographies. And then you can hand that report to your uh, technology person and say, ah, it's saying, you know, I got to minimize my JavaScript or that's ah, all these redirects. Can we fix? And it's, it'll identify the top five or 10 things that are probably keeping your site slow if it is. And it's, that's free. So it, you know, it's not 100% the most, but if you're looking for some quick fixes, some things that seem kind of early on your website, it's a great mm -hmm. place to start. And uh, again, and that's called gtmetrics.com. Uh, yes, I believe it is. Okay, 
I'm gonna have to check that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that one out too. No, all good. Um, well, hey Duff, I can talk to you about this stuff uh, all day long, but um, we're just about out of time. So um, that being said, if somebody wants to follow up and to learn more on what you're up to, um, what's the best way for them to reach out and learn more about your company? Well, the uh, we have this new domain setup. It's amplitude.digital. So if you type amplitude.digital into your browser, no need for a .com or anything. That that is us. So awesome. You can reach out. Well, hey, Duff, it's been awesome having you back on this uh, Reunion 2020 episode. So great catching up, great tips and uh, uh, insight on some uh, on some things and some tools that uh, the people out there can listen, uh, including myself. I got to go on GT Metrics, see how fast my head's loading. I don't know. We got to we got to get this thing. We got to get this going. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks again. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Um, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, Mission Matters Marketing, then definitely um, subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the comment section of the video. Love to keep the conversation going over in the YouTube community. And Duff, thanks again for coming on the show.